Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. Uh, I can't hear right. Things are messed up in here. Hey, Don. <laughs> oh, you do not. Do not. You've already been bothering the tech witch who is retired. And you've been bothering her, and you wonder why she's in a surly mood. See, she walked by me, said a couple of words. Yeah. Not nice words. And I said, I'm going to leave her alone. But yeah. you kept going back over there and uh, jabbing that bear. Poking and, a bear. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't like bears. But you like is, to poke them. But there's yeah. a little humor in this uh, one. No, <laughs> there's not. This ain't Winnie the Pooh, that's no. for sure. <laughs> it's, uh, it ain't Winnie. <laughs> anyway. Winnie, but not the kind you want. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the show today. <laughs> Leave it's it not Thursday, so we don't have three people, but oh, we man. do have one guest at 530. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Brenton Clark is going to be in with us, the uh, Pleasant Grove High School baseball sensation. Center fielder. You still a baseman, depending on leadoff hitter, district player of the year, See, which was a pretty good district. You're not kidding. That's pretty big time on yeah, it. But so. we'll get him in here at 530, and we'll give him accolades, and uh, we'll, we'll build him up. We're him accolades. Oh, we'll give him we more. We've got stuff. I think I had a bottle. 15, cap with 20 minutes to yeah. discuss uh, yeah. his future and – well, how what all he's been up to this summer already? So uh, in twenty 2020, twenty uh, twenty twenty four, yes, senior year, or maybe it'll just go straight to no, college. Don't say that. Oh, oh no, Georgia quarterback today. Just yeah, said, don't say that. Fincher will be driving down skip, here immediately. Skipped his senior year and no. said he's going to enroll. You know my my buddy from Georgia early this morning. Boom, he had that sent to me. Post that story at you. Yeah. You know, I think that's smart. I don't blame a I don't blame a high school football player who's aiming to try to get going, especially if we know now freshmen are basically in competition for starting jobs. Yes. Uh, I'm Arch Manning. If it wasn't for Quinn Ewers being there, Arch Manning would be the quarterback at Texas. Probably so. Well, I don't know that that other kid's pretty good. I'm I'm telling you, you're selling other kids short. Okay, well, I might be, but in rea- in in almost any other university, yes, how about yes, that? Arch yes. Manning be showing up and probably be in competition for yes. the starting. But I don't blame a a high school senior who's got his credits, who his last semester of high school, what's he got to accomplish? Finish his government class and his English four well, class. If you're his high school coach, you feel otherwise. If you're his high school teammates, you feel otherwise. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying if you finished your senior year and you leave at semester. But this guy's not leaving semester. He's leaving now, that's, which I think is a wise decision. See, I don't. I don't like that. I figure he goes and red shirts this year and is less likely to get hurt. And I know the folks at Buford, Georgia, are disappointed that he's not going to play for yeah, them. Yeah, I would be. Yeah. Would you have wanted Mallet to leave early? 
have been a quarterback prospect around here. At the same time, I would have certainly understood if he had. It would have made sense. No, it wouldn't have made sense. It made perfect sense. No, you need more snaps. You need more throws. You need to be able to read you defense more. You think you can't get that better in practice at the University of Georgia? It's not live action. Than you can it's at not live action. some high school it's in Georgia? It's not live action. You're leading comebacks. You're overcoming interceptions. You've got... You're risking no. life and limb. But you are every play. You are in practice. You yeah. are in practice. You turn right. a knee up in practice. You get on over, and I don't know when the kid turns 18, when he can start cashing NIL checks, but and to I, me, that's important. And that one right there changes the dynamic. Yes. Unless Georgia, unlike Texas, allows high school players yeah. to collect NIL money. But either way, to if, me. If Georgia does yeah. that, then in yeah. my mind, you stay and you play. You get some money, but you stay and you play, and you get snaps and reps, and you get actually game action. That matters. I haven't had time to read when the kid's birthday is. I think that is a key thing. You know, my son was an August birthday. Okay. He was August, and so we didn't start him when we could have. We held him back here, which is typical for boys. That's right. what the they kind of suggest you do. But – had he had some offer on the table that was fantastic and it came down to his playing football his senior year versus, you know, going somewhere where he starts his college and a good university and they're paying for everything, we're out of there. Unless he wants to stay and play with his buddies. If he comes to me and says, hey, I'm thinking about moving on, I'm saying I'm thinking that's not a bad idea. See, I'm, I don't know. I'm okay with the last half of the year because realistically, we know what senioritis looks like. We know kids that don't, you know, have, have no intention of doing anything other than whatever I just barely have to do to get through. I'm accepted at the college I'm going to. I've done my financial aid crap. I, here's what, I've taken my ACTs. I'm already locked in. I just have to pass and get the credits. Well, to that kid, I say, you've done what you were going to do. Move on. I but but that's it semester, especially for football players. I'd I'd like them to stay. You can see the other sports typically don't. They don't leave. Baseball players play that that spring semester because at the end of the day they're already behind the other guys at semester who are going to be playing on the varsity baseball team at college. All right, this kid's named Dylan Rayola. This is his name that made the announcement that he's going to Georgia. Is, was his dad an NFL? I don't know. R-A-I-O-L-A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, there was an offensive lineman. All right. This kid's Dylan Rayola, who's Buford, Georgia. He decided or announced this morning he's going to go on and skip his senior year in high school. Okay. To me, quarterbacks are more at risk for injury than just about any other position. They're exposed on hits. They are basically on Friday nights. A, uh, have a contract out on them. Everybody in defense, especially when you're a big-time stud, everybody wants to blow you up. That's their goal going into the game. And uh, I just think the risk factor is such. And the reward factor at college is so much greater than high school that it makes a lot of sense to me. That's what Ewers did, right? He skipped a senior yes. year. He went to Ohio State, yeah. hung out for a year, Took his million dollars. It was only 800000 Whatever it was. And then went to Texas. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. 
Not 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 your season, not your senior season. Not a fan of it. Play your senior season, move on from there. I'm fine with that. To me, if you're borderline, certainly go ahead and play. But if you're a five-star and they think you're all that and you're risking, you know, body parts and long-term injuries. You insure yourself. You know, running backs have them the same way. Running backs have such a short shelf life. All right, so we got Taylor, Taylor Tatum down in Longview. Yeah. He's considered one of the top five backs in the state, yes. maybe in the country. Well, I think in the country he's considered a top five So if back. you were his uh, advisor, you tell him don't play. I would look at his academics, and I would see, is he a strong academic kid? Is he mature? What's his age? There's several factors that go into this. I don't think – remember we had the uh, uh, conversation with Coach Mallett, Ryan's dad, years ago. Yeah. And they were talking about, we were talking about Ryan going to the pros early. And Jim was concerned that Ryan could get in the wrong locker room with the wrong guys that are five years older and things like that. You bet. The same can be said for high school. That's the flip side. I mean, for college, that's the flip side of this. Is this young man ready to be around other college individuals? Academically, is he strong enough? Is he mentally strong enough that he's not going to fall in with the wrong crowd? Those are all factors in this. Arch Manning, I think, would have been fine not playing his senior year. We saw Jalen Hale. Yeah. And and I think Jalen would have probably been fine on the field. But I'm just saying from a standpoint of Arch Manning has been raised to play college sure. and professional yeah, football. It's his whole life, his whole family yeah. pedigree. But not every kid is in that boat. I, I'm not sure every kid is prepared to go and not be homesick, not be – you know, swayed by the wrong group to hang out with or whatever. There's more to it. Oh, I get but it. if this kid is that, then I think it's a wise decision. Do I think 95% of the other kids probably should stay because of those factors? Yeah. They need a little more maturity. They need to. But running backs and quarterbacks, I'm just telling you, it's a different deal out there. They have, you know, I think quarterbacks are more exposed you know, because of the position they played, and running backs are are a limited shelf life. They take so many hits. We know knees are a thing. Well, just speed. And see, in my mind, you're talking about the quarterback, and certainly he's exposed and he's vulnerable and he's in a position he can't defend himself. But we know historically it's running backs that are at the most risk. They're the guys getting hits from multiple sides while trying to move forward, not stationary. their odometer spins over quicker. And they take a lot more hits. Yeah. But quarterbacks are so exposed. Oh, I, I get it. But I just think that I, I want quarterbacks have to read what's going on. And they don't have the protection in high school that they have in the pros. But they also don't have, you know, we, we say that. An awful, Ryan Mallett was the biggest guy on the yeah. field most of the time. The, guy, the guys hitting him had to worry about getting hurt, not worry about hurting yeah. him. He's an exception. They're not all six foot six and 240 pounds, but. I don't know that I don't feel like like the running back, to me, is the guy that the mileage, the odometer on yeah. him matters a lot more to yeah, have an NFL career. Positions. I mean, do I want to send an 18-year-old old lineman to face... 21-year-olds? Uh, no. SEC no, defensive tackles? No. Probably 99% of the time the answer is no. Yeah. That's why very few of the freshmen yeah. play in those positions. And I'm not thinking this kid's going to play at Georgia next year. I'm thinking this kid is going to... 
apprentice. He's going to be an apprentice next year, but I think it makes more sense to move him further because it's so complicated to play. I think you're better off in a film room with those college coaches. No offense to our local high school coaches, but the style of play they play at the University of Georgia, the speed of the competition they're going to have to play at the University of Georgia. I know there's some intangibles you can pick up on Friday nights. I just think there's more to learn and to benefit from being with that Division One top-of-the-line football program preparing you. So when you are what would be a regular freshman, you step on the field. We talk about playing your last game as a junior. And so you're not playing as a senior. You're going to, I'm assuming, redshirt that year. Yes. So you'll have another year you're the actual true freshman. You may or, you may not get on the field for three years. Redshirt freshman, your second year there. When you're, you, you may when be you're, three years. When you're the age of most high school freshmen, you're a redshirt freshman. Right. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I'm just saying, you're yeah, talking about three years since the last snap. Yeah, but that's not a big deal. It seems like a big deal. I think you'll find that they're dealing with more with the complexities of the college football game. All right, we got to take a break. It's 13 and a half after five. Leaving the yard, Zach and the professor. Uh, Brenton Clark's going to join us at 30. Probably want to check the door and see if that thing's unlocked. And then uh, we'll come back in here for segment two. It's a Wednesday version of Leaving the Yard. Quick timeout. We'll come right back here on The Fan 1079. escape the screens and the sun bathes everything in a golden glow and your friend hands you a cold organic beer that tastes as perfect as nature itself that's pure gold Michelob Ultra Pure Gold the first national USDA certified organic beer organic by nature enjoy responsibly 2020 Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Pure Gold St. Louis, Missouri A Walgreens store in Chicago unveiled anti-theft measures, and there's only two aisles of products that customers can touch. The rest are ordered at a kiosk and picked up by employees. This is because society has failed to teach people there's a God who has standards of right and wrong, and there are consequences for our sin. Trying to control our sinful hearts without God is like trying to stop the ocean waves. I'm Pastor John Miller. Visit me at churchontherock.org. Okay, welcome back. 17 and a half after five, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan, 1079-903-735-9905 is our number here in the Michelob Ultra Fan Cave. And uh, you said you watched a little baseball this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I was actually in front of the television for the majority of the uh, of the game today between TCU and Florida. So you napped a little, because it, it. it is college baseball. Well, I, and I, I cut the grass this morning, oh. so I, was, I had the uh, the post grass cutting, nap kneading right. going on. Did you have to take a Benadryl or something and knock you out? No, no, oh no, I'm easy. I hit the chair, I'm out. Yeah. Well, it was an entertaining presentation. The uh, Horn Frogs uh, were sent packing, but 
I thought they hung in there well. And, you know, they they got – once you lose that first game and have to start using that pitching, but that Plecker kid pitched well today. I mean, you get beat 3-2, to two, it's hard to blame it on the pitching. No, it wasn't pitching at and, all. And uh, they just couldn't get a timely hit today. They had base runners, uh, the dual-threat kid from Florida. Uh, what do well, they call him uh, – Jack Otani or whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's six seven and big left hander and he plays in the field and he pitches yep. and effective at both. Yep. He was today. And so he put some base runners on because of his wildness, but then he would erase it with his overpowering stuff. Dominance, yeah. So oh, yeah. he went about five innings and then the pin came in and did what it's supposed to do. You know, I thought the the Horn Frogs were extremely fortunate to be tied in the ninth. They couldn't get down yes. a bunt. Yeah. Which almost cost them a run. They got very lucky, which should have been which should have been a, a, a single and a guy sitting or a double rather, and a guy sitting on third ended up being a uh, a, a popped up bunt attempt and a long fly ball that would have been the game tying yeah. sack fly. They got lucky to get this thing into into a a 3-3 game because the shortstop at Florida really made it kind of a... 2-2, and then they lost 3-2, didn't they? Yeah, they lost 3-2. Yeah. But the shortstop at Florida... Or was No, uh, yeah. Shortstop at Florida had the bad throw. Yeah. It well, cost him the... Uh, TCU, uh, you got a runner thrown out the plate about the sixth, I Seems think. to be the norm these yeah. days. Runner out at the plate. Yeah. And I think they, they sent him because... They were wary of who they were playing and knew this team put up runs. And you talked about what yesterday what a good hit in Florida team this is. And oh yeah, Jack that home run in the first. Yeah, first it's going, yeah. Uh, you're thinking when he hits that homer, what's third guy up? It's a two run yeah. homer, and here we go. Yeah, but uh, either way, TCU pitchers are game. Clerker was a good pitcher, and uh, it, unfortunately for TCU, they they had to the losing side of it and fight their way back and even if they had won today they'd have to turn around tomorrow and try yep. to beat them again which yep. would have been tough but now you, you finish in the top four yes did you figure at the beginning of the year TCU was a top four team in the country no, um, you know this is the first year they've really gotten back to where they were before they lost their coach day in and right and uh, but you know they, they're back and they're strong and they're about to be probably the premier baseball team in the Big 12 going forward. So, And they've got a little bit of uh, heritage of it now, a little background. And Lord knows where they're located up there in the Metroplex. There's baseball talent everywhere. God. I think Argyle's got some kids that could go that well, way. Salina's got some I kids mean, that could go that they've way. They've got kids. They brought in a lefty today from McKinney Boyd, true freshman, who uh, came on uh, when they're starter left yeah. and he looked great today yeah. and so yeah they a belt or a yeah, belt, yeah, a belt, yeah. yeah he had the and for those who, who watched it you get it but there's his delivery was so far first base side yeah. it almost felt like it almost felt like he was balking yeah. when he was pitching he pitches he across his body so yes. strangely and, and and falls way off first yeah. base side if i'm a lefty against him oh yeah i don't like any part of this well and that, that kid that started for Florida today, I wouldn't have wanted to be a lefty and no. dig in against his wild no. self. So, anyway, uh, Florida in, TCU out. We've got uh, Wake Forest going tonight against LSU. Should be uh, – In the same situation, Wake's undefeated. LSU's had to fight their way back yep. through. and So, we'll see if 
if Wake can put them out or if they take it to a third game. Or if we get an all-SEC World Series. Which wouldn't surprise anyone. I don't know. Wake Forest seems to have been the cream of the crop all year. But LSU, I, I don't see Wake winning this thing tonight. I think it comes back to somebody's going to have to take care of it tomorrow. Could I think LSU's well. good enough. They get another game out of this. Good very well. And that helps Florida, which, you know, they get to sit till Saturday now, yeah. which is great for them. Yeah, they're in the good spot to be, and Wake can get there this evening if yep. they'll take care of business. Major League Baseball, what has happened to the Cincinnati Reds? Well, they're hot. They they bring that kid up, that big tall kid, and Dela Cruz. Yeah. yeah, he's on fire, and they've just gotten hot. And as I heard someone say this week in the NL Century Central, you need to be hot one week, and you can be out front. And they are. Yeah. You need a week of being hot, and you can take the lead in the division. They've won 11 in a row, and they're winning games coming from behind, coming from behind by a lot, and rallying back to get these games. This is a team that lost 100 games a year ago. Yeah, and then they get Votto back, and that's a yeah. spiritual lift to have the old man back in there. And I don't know if they've got the arms to last through the summer, yeah. but it's, it's kind of like Oakland's story from a week or two ago. Here's a terrible baseball team, got on a string and won seven in a row. Reds have won 11 in a row. These are both last year 100 loss teams. And here we are with uh, the Reds in first. The longest winning streak for them in like 65 years. Well, we saw Baltimore get hot last year. Baltimore's and, really good, too. But they were a year early. Yeah. And Cincinnati may be a really good team next, next year. year. Yeah, they might yeah. be. So it's. It's interesting to see. All right. right. We're at 24 after. Our guest is here. That means we'll take a break. All right. We'll take it early. Brenton Clark is in the building. We're going to get him in the studio and hook him up and uh, get ready to talk a little baseball with PG's center fielder when we come back. Leaving the yard, Zach and the professor on the fan, 1079. Eight and a half after five o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. And uh, I, I, you had to remind us you were in here earlier. Brenton Clark joining us today. You had to remind me, you had to remind you. Well, me. That's when I say us, I mean me. I, I basically speak in multiple people at the same time. And we know that about yeah. you. So, anyway, appreciate you reminding me that you were here last year because I had forgotten. So, it's yeah. good to see you again. Thank you for having me. All right, you got to get close to the mic. So, we had this conversation me. in the beginning I, and you backed away from the mic. See, I, I said this was going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's my bad here. Did you watch Perlman yesterday? He was a pro doing this. I, I didn't. I didn't even know he was on. What? I was, yeah. I was with him yesterday, though. And he didn't tell you him going on the he radio? Did, he didn't tell me. Now, were you out playing golf with him yesterday, or were you? Uh, no, so actually, Coach Fincher and Coach Perlman, they, they never want to play with me. I'll, I always don't ask, play golf. I ask them. Well, I've, I've actually asked Coach Perlman once, but Coach Fincher, he doesn't want to play with me. Really? I, actually, I'm going to ask him after this. You know why? Because at the end of the day, you're going, take, you're going to take money from him. I He's going to owe you money, and then it's going to be a problem. I would, I would never wager with him. I would if I were you. Take his <laughs> money, make him owe you. I'm, I'm going to ask him after this. Yeah. 
He's always busy, though. Oh, yeah, whatever. What's he doing now? There's nothing going on. You don't have to manicure the field. Nobody's playing on it. He's taking care of the field. Now, what are you doing on the field in the summer? Watering it. Making sure it looks good. Oh, for God's sake. There are some baseball guys who don't think you should mix a baseball swing with a golf swing. But now, to understand this right, you get a lot of swing coaching from Tom Middlebrooks. I do. Yeah. Who probably is more about playing golf at this stage of life. <laughs> Ball. He is, but I, I golf right hand and I hit baseball left hand. So, so I don't think it messes with my swing at all. So we're all good. We were having this conversation about, uh, I can't remember where the kid was from. Uh, yeah, had a catcher who was leading off, who batted right hand. And he was the top golfer on their golf team. For, for We played against him? Brown before uh, before Salina. Salina, I forget it was, who it was, um, the, it was Canton. Was it no? Uh, it wasn't. It was Aubrey. Aubrey. It was Aubrey's Aubrey. catcher. Yeah. Now, Aubrey's catcher was a leadoff hitter, which is strange. Your catcher's a leadoff yeah. hitter. That's he swung left, but he played golf um, right hand. No, he played golf left-handed too. I don't know. It's very confusing. Question then is: Now you throw right-handed. I do throw right-handed. You bat left-handed. I do. You golf right-handed. Yes. How did that happen? So, I guess growing up, you know, it's hard to find golf clubs left-handed. Yeah. And I had one tournament as as a kid. Like, I would try doing both, and I didn't hit well baseball left-hand. Okay. And we just blamed it on golf. Okay. I guess we blamed it on golf. So, then we were like, Dad was like, if you want to play golf or play both, you got to switch. Like, oh. golf. So, switch to right-handed okay. now. Right-handed, naturally, right? Yes, basically. But, like, I watched my sister turned into hitting lefty and it's just natural for me now yeah, so. well, it makes sense to be a left-handed hitter it's a huge I, advantage now now that i've grown up it's i think it's a an advantage for me yeah that first step makes a big difference getting it does. first base i mean i didn't know better though growing up but well see i, I just always figured your parents made you bad left-handed Mm-mm. you just picked it up and started I just, swinging i watched my sister and it just like kind of with the rock and go. a stick just swinging it it's like felt comfortable because i watched her so can you swing right-handed I can. It's you not, can't. It's not as pretty, though. I just want a golf club right-handed, though. Well, hey, it kind of makes sense. It seems like he had it figured out. Somewhat. It's not, it's not pretty now, though. Like, it's ugly. Now, if you were a pitcher, you think your folks would have, you know, really encouraged you to throw left-handed? Well, you do some pitching. A little bit. Nah, I, I don't know. I think... I don't know. That's a good question. I wish I could do both, though. See? Like that guy from Mississippi State? Yes. Like, go left, then change yes. and go right. That's Saw pretty that. awesome. That would be pretty cool. They're like 92 from the left, 97 it's, from the right. It's such a difficult sport. I, th- I just feel like you better lock in. If you can figure out how to do it from the left side of the plate, I agree. you're probably better off in the long run. I agree 100%. Well, congratulations on uh, District Player of the Year. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Were you uh, – did you have any idea like beforehand you figured, I'm in the running for this? Um, I really never thought about it so, until – Good answer. I never thought about it until I guess – I saw the award, or someone texted me. Um, I was just – we lost out of the playoffs. Summer ball started up for me. I was watching Ellie, you know, play. They did a great job. And then I, I really forgot that that was a thing until they went to state, and I was like – they started like – I saw a text message that it was about to come out, and then I got a, I got a warning before it happened by a few people. Okay. Is it company hardware? You get a certificate? What do you get for that? I, I don't get anything, I guess. <laughs> I guess I just got posted. It's like somebody. 
I've, no. I've had a letter jacket. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a patch, patch. says. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I will. Yeah, I was going to say, that would be the best thing to have is just have a patch. I might, I might have to get one. Get a ring. Uh, well, he's got a ring Get already. a ring. No, get a district uh, MVP ring. No, I don't, I don't, I don't want state. a ring. I want my next ring to be a Another championship game. Next year, yeah. state championship. Hmm. But yeah, I think I'd get the patch. I'll, I'll get the patch, but I'm going to wait on the ring so I can win one next if year. If you were going to vote and you can't vote for yourself, who would you have voted for district MVP? Dang, that's a good question. Um, that's what they pay me for. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of guys. I mean, first off, Cal, WT. You get one vote. Jared. You get one vote. I, I can't choose one. <laughs> JM. JM, JM, like, God, there's so many guys. Hunter. Hunter. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go for my team. All right. Well, you should. Going Pleasant Grove. Yes. I'm gonna go J Rod. Went 12 and 0 on the mound. It's pretty good. He hit really really well in the playoffs. So I'm gonna go J Rod. There you go. Can't go wrong either one. I, can't, I, I, see, yeah. I can't. Now that he's heard this, he's probably gonna say, "I want the MVP." Did you know Cal and WT growing up? Because when did you leave Red Lake and go to Pleasant Grove? What, what grade were you in? So um, my first year of Pleasant Grove was going into sixth grade. Sixth grade. Was Cal and WT still in the district then, or had they already left? I think they'd already left, but I knew WT from playing like since I was like six or seven. So we've always played together. And then we stopped playing together maybe when we were like 10 or 11. And, I mean, we still knew each other, still talked to each other. I mean, like, not this weekend, but the next weekend we're playing on the same travel ball team together. I hit with them um, yesterday. So, I mean, we're still really good friends. They're, they're awesome. They work really hard. So they're Is great. it weird? It's a little weird. I mean, I really wish we could play on the same team, but obviously that, that can't happen. But uh, – it's always fun playing against them. They're they're great people to play against, and uh, I like the way they play the game. They play really hard. We had their dad in last week, and we kind of asked this question because it, it felt like maybe the first and certainly the second time you guys played this year, they didn't have a good game. The third game, Cal pitched and, and pitched a lot better. But the first two, especially the one over at PG, they just didn't play well. And we start to ask, is it a little bit trying so hard for them Knowing you, knowing Halter, knowing those guys as well as they do, do you kind of feel like it's in their head that they want to beat you guys more than anything else they do, and they don't play the way they normally play? Um, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I think it's more like we know what they're going to do, and they, they know what we're going to do. I mean, there's no secret to how right. we're, we're going to play the game and how they're going to play the game. I think it just comes down to, like, in warm-ups – We'll mess with them. I mean, if you saw if you saw this team, our oh, Pleasant yeah. Grove team this year, we had fun. I mean, it didn't it didn't matter who we were playing. I mean, we could have played Team USA. We we were gonna have fun. Right. I mean, we were messing around during the game, taking it serious. But I don't I don't think it affected us as much as it affected them. Maybe. Oh, I, I, mean, I definitely. We did. we just I mean we were talking to them during the game yep. and stuff and. But I mean, once you obviously once you're between the white lines, it's more serious. So, is it hard to turn that off when the game's over? You've been talking some smack back and forth. Is it hard to turn it off when the game's over and go back to being friends again? So I would say in the past it was, but this because I mean, in three years, I finished my third year this year. I've played Ellie eleven times, which is probably more than most. It probably more than anyone has, other than me and Kay, just right. because. I played them freshman year. I played them in a three-game series and two-game series around five. Three games last year, three games this year. Yep. So, I mean, I've played them a lot. So, I think this year it's 
I mean, like there was one time we played them, game two at our place. The very next day, me, JM, Cal, WT, and Jarrett were all eating it. We were all eating lunch together yeah. and all went and hit. It's like we're all good buddies. I think it's a lot easier this year to kind of turn it off after the game and be friends with them, I guess you could say. Now go back your freshman year. Um, did you start right away as a freshman? I did. So I, so I was playing basketball, and I joined the team in a scrimmage against Atlanta. And from there on out, I, I, I started uh, second base, I believe, and kind of just moved around position-wise. And because we were talking yesterday, Joe Proctor is a freshman. And he did. We asked him about how did the seniors accept him. Were you pretty well embraced by the seniors your freshman year? Um, I was. They, they were awesome to me. Uh, Tucker Anderson, mm. great dude. I mean, he's he's like a mentor. I mean, he's he's awesome. He's helped me out so much, especially growing up and. He's helped me through the hard times, especially like you know, as a young freshman, the game can be a lot, a lot faster than normal. So he he helped me a lot. And you end up on the biggest stage that year. As a freshman, did you have any nerves when you got down to Austin? I was I was actually just talking about this the other day. I I was more nervous playing against Ellie around five, just because like, I mean, it didn't matter where you looked, you knew you were knowing somewhere at every angle you looked. But in Austin, it's just like. I don't know. Just, well, those crowds, I was nervous. Those crowds for that LA series, the regional final was, was just awesome. A- I wasn't nervous in the state championship game as much as I was around five, just because the way we practiced and everything, like we were prepared for it. And I mean, I looked at a video of the day; those runners on first and second with one out, they were hit away from tying it or right. get, getting the lead. Right. So, I guess it's pretty nerve wracking more now so than it was then. I was I was locked in, I guess. Brenton Clark joining us live this afternoon, center fielder. Utility guy, you played second base as well. I, I was listening to an interview you did in Georgia uh, on YouTube the other day, and they a little young lady asked where you prefer to play. And you said outfield back then. You saw you saw yourself in college playing outfield. Do you still feel that's what's probably gonna happen for you? Um, I do. I still. I think I could have possibly have a chance of playing second base, but I think outfield would be more where I belong, just because of my speed and I think I get a good read on the ball for the most part. And I, I do think that's where I. Is it hard to stay up. locked in? On, there's a pitcher's duel going on. Guys throwing heat, zing, 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 and you're standing out in center field going, "Geez, is there ever going to be a ball out here?" I think for most people, maybe, but I'm, I'm pretty outgoing. I, I talk a lot out there. I mean, I probably talk every pitch. I'm turning to left field, right field, talking to everyone. So I think I don't, I don't have a hard time doing that. You mentioned – Tony asked you a question about being a freshman, and, and you mentioned Tucker. Did you kind of feel role reversal now? You had so many freshmen on the team this year. There's not a whole lot of upperclassmen on this past year's team. Did you kind of feel like, I've got to do what Tucker did for me? I did. There was, there, I think we had six freshmen. Maybe it was a. Uh, at first, it was very hectic, just because everyone was saying like, you know, how's the season going to go? Y'all have a bunch of young guys. Just, y'all are rebuilding. But to me, it felt like we were more so like reloading. I don't. I never had a doubt in what our freshmen were going to do. Um, I think we proved it in, this year. I think. I mean, we all think we should have made it to Austin, but I mean, at the end of the day, I I think that. Uh, the older guys, including me, I thought we did a pretty good job of calming them down, and we never really had like we all had a chip on our shoulder. I, I thought we played pretty well. How important was last year's first round loss to this year's success? I think I think it was very important, just because I think 
we all thought that we were the one of the best teams in state last year, which I do still believe oh we were. God. But I think we were very confident going in that game. And I mean, it, you saw how it ended. It it were you shocked? I was very shocked. Yeah. I'm. I think that helped us a lot going into this year, just because we we had been to the highs of the highs and we've been to the low of the lows. So we knew what it took, and I don't think you'll see that again from us for a while. You like hitting leadoff? Um, <laughs> no, honestly, I, that's I mean, no. <laughs> I guys today think well, the best hitter should be in the two hole, or you get to drive in more runs from the three hole. You're asked to be leadoff, probably because of the personnel on your team. In the summer, I'm assuming you hit in different spots. No, you're always lead off. How about lead off? Um, I would, I wouldn't say it's my preferred, but it's someone's got to do it, and I kind of, I kind of take it as why not be me. So I kind of embraced it and just. But coaches want you to watch pitches. They do, but I normally don't. <laughs> I normally don't. <laughs> I mean, if the, if I get a first pitch, like. I mean, against Lindell, first pitch, breaking ball, I hit it in the gap. So, I mean, if, I see, if I'm sitting on something and I know it's coming or I like it, I'll swing first pitch. And I don't think Coach Fincher or Coach Perlman or any of them – Yeah, think when you hit an extra base hit in the gap, they probably get over it pretty quickly. They, they probably don't. They don't, probably don't get too mad at me. But I, I tend to watch pitches later as the game goes, especially when we face someone like RJ or Noah Bentley for Salina. Good pitchers. We want to run the pitch count up. Even this year against North Lamar, Spangler threw. We were losing 1-0, 3-1 going into the fifth or something like that. I mean, we got his pitch count up. We I started watching pitches just because it wasn't that we, we were struggling or we were struggling hitting him, but we needed to run the pitch count up and get him out of the game. So I guess it just depends on how the game's flowing. If you were filling out the lineup card, where do you put Brenton Clark? Um, like for, where, where are you going to hit? Where would I like to hit? Yeah, if you're filling out the lineup card. Probably two hole or Second. one hole. Well, you still hit leadoff. I'd still hit leadoff. Well, you kind of acted like I'd rather not. If hit I could leadoff. choose, I'd go two hole. Two hole, okay. But well, two hole hitters aren't asked to bunt as much anymore. Used to, the two hole guy was asked to bunt all the time. That's not the case very not, often not really. anymore. I mean, one hole's not too bad, but at first it was just kind of like, even now sometimes, like you get more at bats and sometimes you can get bats taken away from you just because you don't know what. You're telling everyone else what's coming, so. But I mean, I guess I kind of embraced it, and it's good. You it's, know, it was, you have someone. It was a huge transformation from when Coach Jones was there and PG played small ball. <laughs> we play the game of would you bunt here if you were Craig Jones, as opposed to Riley, who really kind of took off the the shackles of we're going to play small ball. Guys like Caleb Bolden just went nuts hitting home runs. In fact, he had more home runs than we had seen in 10 years doing PG baseball by himself. Are you happier to see we, we get to go out there and swing freely? Am I happy we get to yeah. swing freely? Yeah. Still play some so I think it's either way. Like, I mean, I'm a, I still think small ball needs to be used in the game, especially at times. Like, Obviously, you can name a million situations of how teams lost. Like you are talking earlier, they should have took advantage of small ball late in the game. Yep. I think I mean I think it should be a a good fifty fifty mix or however the game's flowing like I said earlier like I mean another day in travel ball I didn't get the bunt sign but I bunted just because of how the defense was positioned and got a hit from it so I guess you just need to see how the defense is and how you feel like in the box with the pitcher student of the game that's what that tells me no it's just I, rather than just swinging away student of I, the game I think especially with being laid off I think you need to be smart 
and like what's going on and we were before we we got on the air we asked if you'd watch the game this afternoon and you said yes you had you'd watch some of the game you were golfing but you watched some of the baseball game I'll be honest with you there aren't many 16 17 year olds that we talked to who said yeah I watched the game they play the game they don't really watch the game very often do you feel like that's we're, we're missing something by not watching some of those games uh, I would I would say so I mean you, you can if you just sit on the couch and watch especially like called World Series there's there's a lot of good baseball yeah I think it also helps with um, our coaching staff in high school I mean you got to give props to them coach Fentress helped me learn the game more than I'd ever imagined I mean it's it's unbelievable how much you can learn if you just sit and watch or like listen to him in practice I mean it's unbelievable you learned how to do the quick hook right get a guy off the mound and two pitches <laughs> <laughs> are you thinking Fincher's about to come get him. So, my freshman year, I remember those one time he, he those like two balls yep. and he pulled someone. I was like, I was like, what? I was like, I've never seen this before. He's kind of trust me, neither had we. I mean, it's sometimes like I mean he obviously everything's for a reason, but there's right. sometimes he does it and I'm just like, do you ever look the right field and shake your head and go, he's he's about to get I don't even, I don't even get shocked anymore. <laughs> I mean, but sometimes it's you need it to happen. I mean, he, you can just tell. I mean, he's been around the game a lot. You can just tell they don't have it that day. It doesn't mean they're bad. It just sometimes you don't have it. And it's shocking you can find it out in two or three yeah, pitches. Especially That's him. It. He he normally finds out quicker than That's most right. people. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Brenton Clark's with us. going to hang around? Oh, yes, sir. we got some more to talk about. Pleasant Grove's uh, center fielder, second baseman, district player of the year, all of that. When we come back, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan, 107.9. Zach and the Professor. By the way, tomorrow, Kirk and company. Kevin Cotton will be in. We'll be talking a little PG Athletics some University of Texas and maybe talk a little U.S. Open. We had not talked a lot about that this week. And Wace Forga is going to be joining us 5.30 tomorrow afternoon as he's gotten a job out in the uh, western part of the county. We'll talk baseball with the uh, – he's former he's four PG. Yeah, he was at yeah, PG for a while. and uh, A&M is the SID. Now he's going back to and, and te- Texarkana. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he's joining us five thirty tomorrow. And don't forget on Monday we got the uh, dynamic duo Richie Plant and uh, Dylan Garten coming in well, Monday right. afternoon. It's like to be put into a ball game. Can you imagine being in Plant's situation that night? I feel bad for him. Get coming in on two zero count. <laughs> he's a, they're both great kids. Though. I talk I talk to Garten every time and I shook his hand. He's, he's it's fun to play them. And yeah. Richie was a foul ball away from getting out of that. He really was. I mean, he had no, he, two, he, he two strikes, and the foul ball kept the, the bat yeah. alive. I couldn't imagine coming in bases loaded with 2-0. Two, two, two oh. It's nerve-wracking. In the 12th inning. In the 12th I inning. I bet they're exhausted. Well, how about China Springs? <laughs> 24 innings in two, two days. Day, in one day, in 24 hours. That's insane. 
It's a lot of baseball. It was great baseball, though. It really is fun. There's nothing else like being down there. You know, when, when PG made its run of six in a row, we were down there for all of those. And it's it's just the most fun time of going down and being able to be with the best competition. You know, we talked about the fact football's diluted because you got a big big school, small school. And so you get half the, the schools vying for a championship. But in baseball, it's everybody in that classification. You've got the best. And so Sinton and China Springs and Ellie in this case, uh, I mean, they were the, the best four or five teams in the state this year. And it's amazing to be able to watch well, that. I think the folks in Salon and PG would be. I, oh, I agree with that, too. <laughs> yeah, but, but no. get there. And that's the thing. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of base, yeah. baseball, though, because, like, anything can happen. I mean, you could have – you, you've seen it before. Top-ranked teams lose the teams just because they play harder. Yep. I mean, game plan-wise, I mean. Or win a coin toss. I mean, or win a coin toss. I, agree. I mean, for L.E., that got them into the state semifinals. They won a coin toss. North Carolina, this is USA Baseball. Is this a travel team, or were you an invited participant? How did that all go down? So it was it was my normal travel team, which it was 16, 16 teams got invited, and my team was one of them that got invited. So is this a sticks team, or who is this? So it's the sticks team, but like this past year turned into the White Sox scout team under okay. like the White Sox organization. So we got to go down and got to play against amazing competition. It was super fun, super beautiful, complex USA baseball. It was awesome. Is this mostly guys from the area you're playing with, or this guys from all over Arkansas or Texas? Or so it's it's kind of like people from all over. I mean, we have people from Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, Missouri, Georgia, just kind of from all over. It's a good it's a good group though. I've known I've known a I've met a lot of people, and I've also known these people for a while just through travel baseball over the years. How, how much do you enjoy travel baseball? I mean, it's not your team that you have for six, eight months of the year. It's it's a group you're throwing together. You have a short amount of time to play together. How much do you enjoy that? I, I enjoy travel baseball a lot just because you meet people that you're going to be friends with probably for the rest of your life. I mean, I would say my closest friends and my best friends are from the game of baseball, whether right. it's here or travel baseball. So it's pretty fun to go to new places, especially like big stages like USA. So, I mean, I would say... Yeah, I would say it's pretty. Did you cool. see last week that just jumped off the the field, and you go, "That guy's just going to be a stud one of these days." Yes, there's. I mean, I don't know. Travel baseball is pretty fun, but. but did you see? He's asking his. We saw the same catcher. The and the same catcher just stood down there. Like he was a real deal. Yeah. Did you see the best player you saw at the USA? Yeah. Um. Or was it when you were shaving that morning? And <laughs> Maybe PJ Morlando. I'm not for sure. Okay, he's a he's a big lefty hitter. He's pretty good. Okay, where's he from? He's from North Carolina, I think. He's got he just decommitted. I have no clue where he's going yet. So we have Ty Wade here in in Texarkana. Yes, who has the possibility of maybe being that kind of guy? If you're Ty, drafts coming up. Do you go draft or you go Arkansas? Uh, I would say it depends. I think it depends on the money. I think he needs – I know he has a line. I don't know what his line is exactly. I've talked to him about it. But I think he has a line of what money he wants and, um, like, what agreements he's going to have with that team. Yep. 
and I think if I think he just needs to be patient and if oh, if, he, he will. if he gets that he'll take it and if he doesn't then he'll go to college and he'll be happy either way if we're having this discussion with you next year you got a line in mind I will then. I don't. I don't now. Okay. But I'll for sure have a line, and if it's not there, then I'll go enjoy college and get my degree. Well, either way, I'm going to come back and get my degree. So you, you committed to University of Arkansas verbally early. Yes, sir. Um, I assume you haven't wavered on that. No, sir. What makes that one attractive for you? What makes Arkansas the place you want to go? So, uh, the coaching staff is awesome. Um, Coach um, Nate Thompson and Van Horn, they're great coaches. Um, they made it really appealing. The college itself is awesome. Their facility, really, their facilities is what got me. Just because, like, if I get down there early and I, I get to play and everything goes as I plan or ho- hope to, um, I think that can help me get to the next level with the technology and everything they have down there. So I'm, I'm hoping everything works out and I can get my body right and get on a, the right plan. How many games have you been to at Bomb? This year or countless. I'm not for sure. Probably probably 10, maybe. Oh, really? I haven't been to a ton. Is Next, the atmosphere just crazy? Awesome. I went yeah. to the Vander... The best one I've probably been to is the Vanderbilt series. Um, it was super awesome. They had the... Each section was like red, white, red, white. Enrique, Bradfield. They, they, I think Arkansas got swept, but it was, it was awesome. Super fun. There you go. Bretton Clark. We're out of time. Got music in my ear. It's great seeing you again. Thank you for having me. Enjoy restful summer get fincher on the golf course i'll invite i'm I'll, gonna text him after that. i want to hear about this i want to hear when this happens i got you that you say yes he's he's gonna do it or no he's not because i'm gonna mock him when we get him See, on again I'll, I'll get him on the golf course eventually all right that'll work